Gotta play to win every day. Never knock a grind or a hustle. Quarterback calls in the huddle. We not blood, but he know he my brother. He go, I go word to my mother. You know that I live by the way. Welcome back to You're Not Gonna Like This. This is episode 28, Musical Beginnings Part 3. Yes, 28. Three, wait, yep, three episodes left. You know, as, as always, me, PJ, I here uh, doing our thing. Michael could not join us today. Had to uh, play a soccer game. Shout out to him. Soccer's cool. I was, I've always wanted to get into soccer, get back into soccer, play as a kid. Anybody else want to get back into soccer? Y'all play soccer at all? No, I never played. Dang, man, y'all missing out. Soccer, <laughs> cool sport. But no, nah, that's why he's not here today. Nonetheless, let's not be rude. Today, joining us for the third part of this series is Jay Turnity, or as others know him as Jordan. You can't introduce yourself, Jordan, or Jay Turnity, whatever. Yeah. Uh, name is Jordan. Uh, also go by Jay Turn, Jay Turnity on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, um, from Williamsburg. Uh, it's kind of south of Fairfax. Um, I'm a rapper. I also run track, so pretty much do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, very, 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 very busy guy. We like to like to be busy. Who doesn't like to be busy, man? More stuff, the better. More well-rounded, as my mama always says. The better well-rounded you are, the more successful you are. Um, so uh, let's. You know, that's pretty much it. But nonetheless, guys, you know, if you watch Musical Beginners Part 1 and Part 2, these questions really don't differ. It's really an opportunity for Jordan to, you know, get another chance to introduce his brand, his music, and other things and his craft to others and the crowd of, do you not going to like this? People to see it for him to endorse himself and for us to give him a platform to endorse him more. And it's another collaboration for things we can do. So, like, as always, if you have if you have music that you would like for to be recognized by us, you know, you can always send it in to us. Instagram, you're not going to like this underscore. Twitter, YNGLT underscore. And even TikTok, you're not going to like this straight. No underscores. But a disclaimer, I'm going to tell you now, if the music is not good, it will not come on. I, I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to put that out there. I don't want people to think like, uh, Ira is terrible. He's not a man of his word, bro. If the song is not good, I cannot do that. I just can't. If my ears cannot take it. I don't know how. I don't know how that's going to work, man. Like, you wouldn't do it yourself. So I don't know why you would expect somebody else to go put out bad music for you. That's not, that's not the way. But nonetheless... All right, so let's get this all started, man. So first question I got for you, and this is why I said that's um, the cons of, of your life outside of music might come in. What led you to run tracks outside the track? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you I had that one for weeks. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been running track for a while, but um, music's also something I kind of gravitated towards growing up. Um, I remember just like sitting in the car when I was little listening to music and like on the radio and saying like, this is like pretty dope. Um, and so it got to a point where I was just thinking like, why they're like, what's stopping me from making music that I kind of like, because I used to do poetry and stuff outside of, uh, um, I guess like in school and stuff. And that was something I really gravitated towards. So um, 
think right after I graduated, I started looking up microphones, um, looking up like how to get into music. And I think the day before, um, before I left for college, I went out and bought the microphone. And from then I was just like recording music um, a couple of times a month and asking stuff on SoundCloud and stuff that I was kind of like getting used to it. But now I'm just, just making music right now. And that's how it happened. That's tough, man. They, they say, they always say that rap is poetry and poetry is rap. Rap is just poetry with a beat. So seems like you already had the talent and the skills to succeed as a musician. So it's pretty cool that you just took your, your previous loves and combined it into, well, it was a previous love as well, but combined it to a new craft or a new talent that you want to embark on. That's pretty cool that you did poetry and other things that supplemented your music. So, you know, um, I guess the next question would be for yourself is like, how would you rate your success thus far in your music career on a scale of one to 10? I'll say so far, um, I think I'll give it about a six. I feel like, um, like I'm just getting started right now, but I think I'm in a good place where I've set myself up to improve and uh, I work with some good people in the future. Um, I feel like creating music is like a long process in general. You have to um, like find the right beats, um, write the music, find somewhere to record, um, like find that space, and then just learning how to mix and master everything. So um, I feel like that's just like a long process, but I feel like I've set myself up to work with a lot of great artists and producers in the next couple of years. Um, that's excited for that. But uh Give myself a six right now because just because I'm still improving. Um, so where would you like to see the improvement the most in being that it's only a six? Uh I mean I, I like the I like to see myself grow uh lyrically. I I like to study the game a lot. I like to study like a lot of different artists and see like how their flows are and like their wordplay and stuff like that. Uh, I definitely like to grow lyrically, and also I just like to just get myself out there more, um, just work with a lot of other artists. I feel like that's something that also just helps me grow as an artist. Well, that's good. That's good, definitely. Well, you know, I got well, the guys that I have collaborated with before on Musical Beginners Part 1, Part 2, if you ever need me to reach out to them so you have some more people to collaborate you know I'm more than happy to do that for you on your behalf just since you want to do that and I know those guys are looking for collaborations as well so then another follow-up question to that answer is what artists do you study what are your since you want to improve lyrically then who are your top three lyrical rappers to listen to and why are those your choices yeah so I guess uh, lyrically, my top three, it's not like my top three, uh, I guess like best artists, but top three that I like to pull influence from, I would say um, one would be just like Andre 3000 um, from Outkast. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of Outkast and I just like how, just how he like glides over beats sometimes. Um, really underrated in that aspect. Um, I'd also say this is J. Cole. Uh, listen to that new album. Yeah. This, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I like to pull a lot of influences from, from him as well, just talking about 
his experiences growing up. I feel like that's something that makes the music unique to him. Um, and then also, I don't know if you heard of him, but uh, his name is Saba. He's a rapper from Chicago. Oh, but, people, have talk, people have talked about him, but I don't know much about him. PJ, you know anybody? You know anything about Saba? Yeah, I know a little bit. You know, I mean, I heard him. Um, he was on, he, he did a couple of songs with Chance to Rap, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful smile, ain't it? Beautiful smile. I got a beautiful smile. I don't know. Is that, is that his song or is that somebody totally different? I think that's someone totally different. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't think that's him. <laughs> I thought that was him. I thought that was him. I think it was somebody with an S, but that's not the right S, I guess. <laughs> Worth a shot. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, he, um, I guess like he has his album called Care For Me and he's just talking a lot about, um, like also as his experiences growing up, um, he also been, talks about mental health. Um, that's something that I studied in college as well. And I like to bring like some of the stuff that I learned from that and just like bring it into my music because that's a different perspective that not a lot of people have heard in music. So I just like how he brings that aspect into his music as well. That's tough. That's, that's real tough. You know, Andre, everybody likes three stacks. Man, look, if you listen to rap, if you don't like three stacks, you're not listening to rap. I'm sorry, man. Like, I I wish three stacks had a solo career. I, I wish he did. I definitely would listen to a three stacks album. But then again, his outcast work is good enough for what we got, you know. As my boy Trey says, I don't, you know, I'm still a little shaky on this statement. But he said on he believes Andre 3000 was the most lyrical rapper in the 90s. He said it, not me, music <laughs> series, episode A. Yes, very hot take with guys like Biggie and Tupac walking the streets, of course. But um it's not it's it's not it's not too too outlandish, even though Nas is up there as well. It's not too outlandish because if you heard some three stacks, like a couple songs like um everybody the bentley song the one kanye west produced he was yeah. going crazy the devin the dude song that's another one and obviously other outcast songs um once it was the best outcast song and i know off the top of my head trying to think of something that's like something that andre 3000 is like actually actually flowing on can't think of anything off the top of my head but like his wordplay is exquisite best wordplay I, I the flow is like you you just you just be listening you just vibe and it's nothing better when you can hear every word an artist is saying and understand every word that's going with the you need gotta learn the lyrics and y'all y'all know how I feel about J Cole do I have to even do I have to even, I don't think I don't think I ever told the world about how I feel about J Cole but just know J Cole my favorite artist favorite rapper favorite artist. I went on here, I went on the record and said he's more popular than Drake. Huh? I still believe that and I will stand by that statement. A lot of people can try to convince me. <laughs> 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 hey, look, I had to go ahead and put that out there. You know, look, they break the same records, man. They break the same records. I, I don't think that's, that's not that's not true, bro. That's <laughs> yes, not true. It yes, it is. J. Not Cole true. will break. The Spotify, like the Spotify record for streams in 2021, and then Drake will break that record. And J. Cole said it again. Man, look, they go back and forth for all I know, you know. But um, since we're talking about 
artists and three favorite rappers. You know, I'm going to go ahead and throw mine. My three favorite has it right now. I'm not lyric. You know the whole spiel, lyrically and artistry, since I don't write music and I don't really pull anything from anybody. So obviously one is J. Cole. There's That goes aforementioned there. We know that. Two, I'm putting Polo G out there, man. Polo G, I, I really like Polo G. His first two albums, A1, and then that third album coming out June 11th, just got the word. Hall yeah, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I can't wait to... <laughs> I can't wait, because after he dropped the track Rap Star, I know he's on his way up. And then number three, um, as of right now, I can't say Roddy Rich because it's been a little while since I've heard anything from him at all. But if it was a third guy, I could I I throw Drake in that spot because Drake always gives me some something to listen to. You know, that Lemon Pepper freestyle, man. Yeah, I was. As he said, that's facts. <laughs> that's, all you, that's all you gotta know. What about you, PJ? Um, I mean, for me, it's more like, I guess what mood I'm in. When it comes to rappers, um, Cole definitely up there. You know, after that last album, the off season, like that's an album I could just listen to. Um, so probably Cole. Um, I love Gunna, and then um. Honestly, I don't know, cause I li- I mean I listen to a lot of like different people. And it's like those two are the only guys I can like that I just turn on and just listen to. Probably Drake. I probably put Drake in there, but um, I don't know. It really just depends on what mood I'm in. Keep it a stack with you. Um, yeah. All right. So then a the question I got for you then, Jordan, is uh, rap, R&B, R&B, rap, they go hand in hand, has most no. So like, do you use R&B influences in your artwork? If so, why? If not, would you? Uh, yeah, I feel like they do go hand in hand now, Um, especially like, I feel like there are a lot of subgenres of, of rap right now. Um, I know like when Bryson Tilly came out with like Trap Soul, I think that, that trap and R&B aspect, I think those kind of combined and like created another sub uh subgenre but I, I would consider like doing something like that with like r&b um like working with r&b singers and like r&b vocalists is something that's like really cool for rap artists just to have that like back and forth dynamic um with like somebody like an r&b hook i guess and then like rap verses um so i definitely like i would definitely consider pulling r&b influences in my music Hmm. That's yeah. tough. Well, we already know the best R&B rap influence out here. I'm not trying to be biased, but you tell me a better rap and R&B duo than J. Cole and Miguel. I'll wait. I'll wait. Sound like bias to me. <laughs> That's not bias. That's not bias. We got All I Want Is You. We got Power Trip. And we got Come Through and Chill. Three number one songs. Do, do we got anybody? We got any other rapper and singer duos out here? I'm sure we do, but you know. But you know, do we got one? Yaru and Ashanti, you can go back with them, you know. Um, right. I don't know. So, I mean, you, you may even be able to count uh, Andre 3000 and Big Boy, depending on how you want to swing it. Outcast is kind of like a little rapper and singer. Yeah, bro. Andre Big Boy song, song. No, not him. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Andre 3000. Andre is versatile. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about Andre 3000. You know he be singing them hooks and whatnot, but um, 
Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. So I know, like, a lot of rappers out here be, like, real pressured to, like, switch up their style, switch up their flow, do, like, a whole bunch of different things in order to, like, gain an audience. So mm-hmm. I want to know, like, like, how important do you think it is to, like, stay, like, true to your sound, stay authentic as, a, as like, a rapper, especially an up-and-coming rapper like yourself? Because I know, like, you know, a lot of guys would just rap about what they think is hot, but it's, like, I feel like you put a lot of effort into pushing like a message in your music, like with like you you push what you want to push. So it's like, how important do you think it is to like stay authentic when you drop a stuff? I do think it's authentic. I mean, uh, like it is really good to like stay authentic and like rap about what you want to rap about. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of rappers they'll try to like fit into a certain box or like a certain niche that like music that's coming out right now just like listening to popular music and trying to fit into that box um i think it's more important to like get out the message that you want to though if you're um i guess like if you're rapping um but like it also is important to understand like what's like what's hot right now and um I'm not sure. It's 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 a balance game, though. Honestly, yeah. So, I mean, like some people, they do want to just make to make those hits. Like, um, I'm not gonna mention any names, but like, I guess people want to like make those type of hits, and then some people just care about like making good music. So, uh, it's definitely a balance. Respect, respect, respect. Shout out the baby. You know, three oh, years yeah. strong. He ain't changed his flow up yet keep doing you because that's what i thought of it because i was your like music, your music still be popping i don't know it might like, be the same flow but it's still good it's like if like if you if you have something and you're successful off of it people will try to press you to change it even though like there's no reason to change it you feel me so it's like i feel like that's where a lot of artists like kind of go downhill is when they try to switch up or try to do different things i feel like it's important to like remain true to who you are remain true to what music you want to put out so yeah kind of kind of kind of forecast overall things too you know for years they kept telling Shaq get a jumper he never got a jumper but he's talking on time so I guess Shaq was right to listen because I could never ever imagine to kill Neil pulling the jump shot out here that would be hilarious but Let's go all the way. I have one more. Nah, nah, nah. I think I can say it, but I'm going to go with it anyway. You know, the one bar I remember when it comes to making hot music was J. Cole on the KOD album in 1985 in the fall off, where he was like, I'm just trap drums and the shit that's hot now. Now I'm on the quest for the next segue. Never like that bar right there. Never mind that. That just like it was. It was so good. I will never forget this. I will never forget that bar. Like 1985, that whole bar. I wish I had it. I might come back to it later if I can find it. But um, yeah, that that's fire. But let's go on to the next question here. All right. So, what is your favorite track in your discography? I'm gonna go ahead and put my vote out there uh borderline you know that is the intro for, for episodes 11 through 15 if you did not know put a name to the face put a track to the artist there you go all my dreams come true you gotta believe yourself i think i forgot the rest of the lyric 
excuse me. I had it in my head, but I couldn't remember the rest of it. I've heard it. I've played it so many, I played it a lot. So I thought I would have it by now, but I think I forgot like three words. But I'm gonna stop rambling. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, you good, you good. Yeah, yeah. Uh that was one of my that, that was a really good one that I made. I think one of my favorite ones that I made was um was Indigo, just because uh I think that was a song that I made in my dorm room and it was just really fun creating it. Um, it was like a really interesting beat that I just gravitated towards the first time I heard it. Um, so everything just came together so effortlessly. And like when I dropped it, I got a lot of like co-signs from different artists. And um, so it's one of my favorite songs in my discography, not only because of the opportunities it gave me, but just it was really fun to make. So yeah. So yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, all right. So now let's 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 get into the let's get a little bit deeper here into the conversation. So uh, what's the biggest difficulty you faced in the music business thus far? Um, I feel like the diff- the biggest difficulty is kind of like expanding your fan base and I guess it's like getting more people to engage with your music. And I feel like that's something that not only just artists struggle with, but um I guess like anybody who's like coming out with something new, they kind of struggle with getting themselves out there. Um, I feel like in a social media world, it's kind of affected the way that people like share music and people can, it's kind of hard to stand out for some people, um, even if they're creating something that's really innovative or they're just trying to like put in the extra time to perfect their craft. I feel like it's kind of hard to get yourself out there sometimes, but I think it's just important to keep creating content in order to, um, I guess, like combat those difficulties. Um, but yeah, the, getting yourself out there is definitely like one of the hardest things I think for artists. Nah, yeah, that's 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 definitely fact. That, you know, as of now, the podcast market is severely saturated. Like, I see a new podcast on Instagram or Twitter every week. Somebody coming out with something new. Everybody trying to build their own platform, trying to be great, trying to do their own thing. And you love to see it. And it's all, it's like real, real hard to get yourself out there. So, you know, like, you know, of course, you know, of course me, I have apps like YouTube Studios to see views, comments on videos and stuff like that. You know, I don't like our first video we ever did. I'll never forget it. We got 90 views on the first one. And that day I was like, man, I don't know when I'm ever gonna get back to that point again. Cause I was like, 90 views to start. That's that's a that's a hard, that's a high bar to live up to for your first episode. 90. So far, the highest one I believe was cancel culture with Alex, and I think misconception back to back with misconception relationships with um, Alexis as well. I don't think any other ones really popped off as much as those two did. But, you know, I feel like it's really endorsing. Like, I be playing with it. I be trying to figure out what gets people to see it more. Is it me sharing it on my story? Or is it me just doing a regular post? Is it hashtags? Is it all types of things? Hashtags help. It got some things. I found some other people because of hashtags. And... You know, um, gotta give my shout out to PJ because when we first started this, like our first three, our first first two out of three episodes was just me and him talking. But then he brought it to my attention. He was like, "Ah, right, we should have guests on here regularly just to, you know, make it easier on ourselves when it comes to conversation and like, um, just to, you know, make it give us more things to talk about." And being 
that that is true, I, you know, took it a step further. I think we've had guests on, I would say, at least 50 to 60 percent of the episodes we have did. You know, I have a guest for almost almost every one. If not, if not, I know every I have one for every one in season one and season two. I've had one for basically the majority of them. We've also did some by ourselves so we can get that dual dose of like, okay, you know, we got our having a conversation or our PJ and having a conversation with others. And then we got our PJ having a conversation with themselves. And then, you know, adding Malcolm to it as well. You know, Malcolm got on it. And, you know, he liked what we were doing. So, and he brings another aspect to that. It's like, he's like into the social scene, like of everything that's going on in the current current world. Where and like he lets us know like the topic we just did a couple of hours ago when we just did the live for the interracial dating that was inspired by him the right to bear arms that was inspired by him other ones that made me think of things just to help just to get him just to get him a little more to get him a little more exposure on our part you know uh, one the the episode twenty four the hypocrisy of the state world community and all the things and stuff like that that I've been looking to do and I'm still I'm still looking for more things but you know I think after this uh I don't think I have any more lives scheduled but no yeah it's really hard to get yourself out there I don't know the best avenue for it I'm still learning it you know got all these platforms trying to see which one does well TikTok is really well you know uh PJ you don't got TikTok do you I know, I was muted. I do have TikTok. Oh, well, I don't know if you saw it, but your clip on episode 20 got like 700 views. I don't know if you ever saw that clip. Yeah, that's but, all right. That's all right. Yeah, man, go check, go check, go check it out. I've been trying to figure it out, you know, but the best thing that I have figured out so far is creating yourself your own hashtag. I think that's a real, I think that goes a long way. Like having you not gonna like this and then YNGOT my R2 R2 hashtags. It's like anytime you click on that hashtag, you'll get everything associated with what we did on the podcast. I try to do it as many times as I can if I remember it. So it's like, okay, all right, you got this, you got that, you got that. And then also other things I did is like I I I took responsibility from myself and gave it to others with PJ being the lead sports host now. It's like Okay, dang, I ain't got to sit here and try to coordinate all the sports lives and <clears throat> all the sports topics and stuff like that. You know, I can just hit PJ up and be like, all right, P, you want to do a live? He's like, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, NBA playoff live. No, NBA playoff live. He came with the whole slate. You know, he did. That was all him. You know, I was feeding directly off of him. Whatever he said we was doing, we just went like that. It turned out to be great. We had a good hour to talk about ball. And then Malcolm, I haven't got him there yet but you know he just started so it ain't much we did together yet but I figure like for him as well you know stuff like that and I also plan on looking for entertainment hosts because I need somebody that's in touch with the music the movies you know that whole side of thing because I don't listen to what I like so I'm not really great on that but I need somebody that just like you know just goes out and just listens to listen and say you know what I'm just gonna listen to this and go watch this and see what's up and if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. You know, stuff like that. And definitely, you know, I was looking for a woman or a female host because, you know, women always give a different insight to things. And you always like to hear their opinions about a certain topics because 
you know, some guys just can't carry the weight on certain topics as well. But that's my little soapbox about, you know, endorsement and trying to get yourself out there. So, um, so is there anything that you, like, what do you do specifically to try to get yourself out there? Or what are you looking to do to do that for yourself? Yeah. Um, I feel like, I guess like, I'm, I'm not a big, like, social media person. Um, it's like all the hashtags and stuff. Like, I, I guess I try to do them, but I don't know if I do them, like, effectively. Um, I feel like just, like, reaching out to people on Instagram like I met a few artists on Instagram and we're coming out with music soon. And I feel like that's a good way to like create genuine um, like connections with people who are in the same field as you. And that can also like grow your, uh, grow your brands respectively. Um, Cause I feel like I have, I've gained a lot of attraction from his fans and he's gained traction, like from people listening to me. Um, so I feel like that's a good way to connect with people and then also like having a team around you, kind of like what you guys have, um, where like people can, I guess like not all of your um, responsibilities on like one person. So like one person doesn't have to um, like carry the load for everybody. I feel like just collaborating is just a good idea and expanding brands as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why that's why I've been trying to figure out so many guests and so many other things to so just try to figure out how I can um, figure out how I can, you know, involve more people, get more people being like another thing I do is self-care Saturdays now because, you know, everybody likes to talk about health, nutrition. So got some professionals being I'm a kinesiology major. I got other kinesiology people that I've met in my four years within the program and, you know, doing stuff like that. And it's many more things that I have in store. So I would say stay tuned as I figure them out. But um, let's see. So next question I got for you is, there is this term that music is for everybody. So I want you to debunk the myth. How do you feel about music being for everybody? I definitely feel like music is for everybody. Um, it's like everybody... Um, like has a love for music it might not be the same as it might be the same for everybody but I feel like everybody does have like a certain love in an extent um and also there's like many like a lot of genres of music kind of like we talked about earlier like the subgenres. um so there's definitely something for everybody um and I guess for me at least I associate music with like different eras of my life so I find it pretty unique that like, you can like look back at a song and kind of remember like a certain experience that you had and that's kind of like why I love music um but for other people like music is a way of like expressing how they feel I know that a lot of people that listen to a song and say like this is exactly like what I'm thinking and this is exactly how I feel and I feel like that's that's just like a really cool feeling to I guess like create a song or have a song where people look at it and say, this is like how I'm feeling at the moment. So music, I feel like is definitely for everybody. Um, it's just figuring out like what kind of music is for you. Huh. I think it's the first person that, yeah, first person that said that one. I think so. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But um, yeah, uh, the music being everybody, you know, I, you know, I'm a huge music head. I like listening to everything. You know, I got the rap and the R&B, as most do, but I was to a real pop here and there, man, you know, 
Everybody likes pop. Look, you got the pop playlist. I know you do. Do not sit here and laugh at Ira for having the pop playlist because everybody has one. You just don't play it with your friends. And we know because, look, he laughing. He knows. And I bet you PJ got one down there, too. Everybody has one. Everybody jams to that one five in the car. You did it. I'm not going to call that you did it. <laughs> Hey, that was middle school, bro. I feel like, <laughs> what you say? What you say? Like middle school, like middle school, like when you when you a kid, you hear all these stuff. You hear all stuff on the radio. You think it's hot. Like that's when you really start listening to like all that mainstream pop stuff. I feel like nowadays it's kind of like everybody kind of got that that one artist that they like that that's kind of unknown that they listen to. You know what I'm saying? I feel like like I feel like this generation is much more versed in like finding some artists that not everybody listened to some underground shit you feel me i feel like back then it was all like what's hot, what's hot on the radio you know you know they, y- y'all know what i mean basically i'm, I'm there are a lot of artists that are re- very very slept on nowadays that, that that also go out and branch out into other genres so like i feel like music is like it's so diverse now way more than it was back then you feel me i feel like everybody got that playlist where it's just like you got a whole bunch of stuff on there, you know what I'm saying? So, but hey, Jordan, I want to ask you this. Um, like, so I'm I know you you write your own music, you know what I'm saying? I kind of wanted to know like what your process is when whenever you are like thinking of what to write or thinking of what music you want to put with the lyrics. You feel me? Like, how do you how do you figure that out when you are writing something? Um, so like I start with I feel like when I write music, I um i think of something that's like going on in the moment or like something that i'm experiencing in the moment and i'm saying like this is something that i want to write about um and then i usually find the beat before i like think of lyrics so like i find a beat that kind of matches like how i'm feeling and it's a long process but like you'll know exactly when you like have that beat in mind that you um that you just like kind of relate with and that you feel so like once you find the beat i feel like you can like i'll hum melody i hum melodies and like i'll sing them into my phone just keep them on uh the voice recording things and um once i like find a melody that i like i just kind of write lyrics for that and that's basically the process right there but it's just about like finding something that you want to write about and then just like going after it now i also want to know okay in Richmond, I see a lot of people who think they can rap. They, I, I've seen like I swear I've seen like so many stories of like you know guys that I knew from high school. They dropping a song or they they doing collabs with somebody. You know, it's just like I feel like everybody tries to rap. So I want to know: Do you think that is rapping is something that everybody can do, or do you think that it takes like a certain person to like actually know how to come up with these type of lyrics you know what I'm saying because like like I said before a lot of people just kind of rap about what they think people want to hear or this this stuff is just flat out not good do you think it takes like a certain like you think do you think anybody could just be a rapper uh I feel like with with production and stuff I feel like anybody can well like it, it depends like what you mean by like a rapper like a like a good rapper or I mean, like, like that's, that's that, not that is weird, a good question. Like, Do you think that everybody can 
make meaningful rap. Let me let me say that. Yeah, I feel like everybody can make meaningful rap. It's just about like, do you want to go like that deep, and do you want to like be that kind of digging, like soul searching for like what you what you feel like you want to rap about? Um, like, not everybody will have the same experiences as you, but it's just about like you coming from the heart and like writing about what you're feeling. Um, so I feel like everybody can make like meaningful rap like that. Um, but it's not always like the most popular thing though. Yeah. Um, also, I know like a lot of people, there are a lot of rappers out here that like people may think that don't, you know, drop anything meaningful. Maybe like a guy like NBA Youngboy, like people don't think that his rap is like, meaningful or that is good when i would say it's like his way of expressing how he feels about something do you think that like i know music in general is about like it's it's like it's subjective it's about like um like how you perceive it you know what i mean um i kind of just wanted to know like do you think that do you think that guy like rappers like that are like just as meaningful as rappers like j cole like those rappers that sound like they, they don't sound like they're rapping about anything, but they really are rapping about like something. You know what I mean? Do you think that rappers like NBA Youngboy, who's rapping about his life, rapping about what he's been through, but it sounds different. Do you think that they're as meaningful as guys like Cole Kendrick who are rapping about stuff that you can actually understand or stuff like social issues, things of that nature? Do you think like it's just as important? Yeah, I do think it's just as important. Like I feel like he's trying to, like, I feel like he's doing something different um, where he is, like, rapping about, like, what he's experienced. Um, I know there's, like, a lot a lot of people talking about how he's, a like, a menace to society. I, I see all those memes going around. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I, like, I, I do feel like his raps are meaningful, and he's, like, he's actually, like, rapping about something that he's, like, going through. And it's just not for everybody, you know? Um, but, yeah, it, it is definitely meaningful. It might not be like social issues, um, like something that J. Cole raps about or something that Kendrick raps about, but it's it's like what he knows. So yeah. Yeah. That's all I got, Ara. All right. Well, you know, speaking of young boy, you know, my favorite part about young boy is man, when you hear that make no sense, I feel like I'm Gucci man in 2006. <laughs> hey, look. I'll play that song any day, any day of the week. It don't matter. Cause man, that hey, look, I don't know what it, when I first heard when AI Youngboy 2 came out, I'm not gonna lie. That is his best project to date. Argue with your mom, argue with your mom, but you can't argue with me. But look, it was like he had everything. Like there that album, that they call it a mixtape, the album mixtape, whatever. It's all it's all construed now. That don't even make sense anymore. But bottom line, the project had no skips let's just keep it real here like you could listen to every song on that project like everyone it had young boy talking about like you know his life and then you know he just he just his artistry like where to love at, or like I, I can't think of the name of the song or time i'm on like it's a whole like that album that, that project was so great like that's the best thing i ever heard out of him like he I don't know what he did, but he put on, he just, he went crazy, man. Like, it's nothing, 
like my philosophy about it for real, for real. And I may be wrong, you know, other people might be wrong, but an artist's third album, a third official album, that is when they take that step into like, whoa, and it'd be their best album. And I got prime examples now because J. Cole, Force Hills Drive, that goes mentioned there. We got Drake, Nothing Was the Same. People say Take Care, but Nothing Was the Same as an album, and it's out there. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. We can throw Roddy Rich in there with Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. That was his third album. Uh, I don't know if My Time My Little Baby was his third album. I was a little baby, so I might even, I can't, can't use him. Let's see. I think that's all the top of my head. But that third album, something about that third album is like, okay, first two, I did what I know. I stuck to what I know. Now it's three, let's continually do what I know, but let's hit it in a different way. And that third album, even some of the greatest tracks of all time, like, to this day, man, I ain't never, I ain't never heard a duo better than Drake and Jay-Z on a track with Paris more than Pound Cake. There was no reason for them to get in the studio and do that. There was no reason. That's, that, that should be illegal in 50 states for what they did on that track. It, Drake, Drake came in, Jay-Z came, like, uh, it's, music is great, man. That's just the bottom line. Music is great. We're going for it all day. But anyways, um, wait, did I? Nope, different question. So, uh, how would you rate your music on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm definitely hard on myself when it comes to, um, like how I rate my music. I guess I would give it a, uh, I give it a seven. Um, I try to be like really authentic in every song that I like I write and I record, and sometimes it doesn't turn out exactly how I want it to. Um, when I listen back to it, like I think. Like I could have done like this differently, or I could have done this differently. But um, I guess like everything I write comes from like something that I've experienced. So like when I have those thoughts, I just think back and um, like I just think that this is like how I was feeling in the moment. And I guess that's why I'm kind of hard on myself, just because I listen back to my music a lot. Um, but I, I I do think it it has intent on being like what I want it to be. Um, so I, I give it a seven. Solid, solid, solid. So why are you honest? Because that means you know you have um, you know, room to improve. You feel me? A lot of people will probably, you know, say like that their music is a ten when it's really just their it's just the beginning of what they could do. You feel me? So you know, it's always good to you know leave that room for improvement for yourself to you know because you know you I feel like you can never really be perfect in what you put out. You feel me? So it's always good to you know find out what you can improve on um and really try new things when you. You uh go go further on in your uh, musical career. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's when people like when people come out and say like their music is like a ten or they like it's like the best music they come out with. I feel like they kind of put themselves in a like in a box, so to speak, where they they feel like they don't have like enough room to improve. And I feel like that's how that's how like Kendrick I think approaches things. Um, I know that he's kind of like a perfectionist in that way, and I don't think that he thinks that. Like his music's um, like all tens, and I feel like he always thinks he has room to improve. I feel like that's why he takes his time and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I feel like guys like that they want to be extra careful what they put out because they want to make sure they put out the best thing. So the reason he's taking so long is because he's literally trying to 
get the right things together, put the right things together. That's why guys like Cole take so long too. You know, I mean, he doesn't take as long as Kendrick has been taking, but you know, the off season took a while to come out since KOD came out. You feel me? So I just feel like it's all about trying to capture that sound, trying to capture that essence you're trying to put out before you put it out. You know, a lot of people just drop music, just dropping it, dropping it, dropping it, dropping it. Like even Youngboy does that. And although Youngboy stuff is, is good, I feel like a lot of this stuff has been bad because he just tries to drop it out as quickly as possible. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like leaving that room for improvement and trying to figure out what you can improve on and putting it together to put out the best product is like the, the best approach. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, he took the word. He took the words. I'm mean, exactly what I was about to say. Um, but yeah, Kendrick, hey, look, I'm sorry. I love that you take your time and your craft, but it's been one too many years, man. One too, <laughs> one too many damn years. No, he ain't even doing nothing. He, he no out there, singles, he out there BSing. No features, <laughs> no nothing. He like, out there BSing, bro. He, like, I feel like he, 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 he probably in the studio just sitting there. <laughs> I man. Like, I understand, you know, you you Kendrick Lamar, but like, dang, can we get a cypher or something, bro? We ain't, I like, I found out you was alive at a protest last year. I thought you just fell off the face of the earth. I ain't know but what I, happened to you. I will say, though, him him doing it like this, when that, mu- when that music dropped, when it drew, when it do drop, it's finna break, it's finna break Apple oh, Music, what? it's finna break Spotify, it's finna break Twitter, Instagram will go crazy on it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's, it's gonna be a good I'll, thing. I'll definitely bump that out when it came out, but it's also gave me more time to appreciate Damn, you know, Damn is his second best album, in my opinion. People might hit me, but I cannot stand Tupac, I'm sorry. I do not like that album, I've tried, I've tried. Tripping. I can't, I can't do it, bro. If that... The concept, I feel, but it was like it was just so so. It was a, it was a very very boring album, in my opinion. Like it was so boring. Bro. Like I was sitting here, I was like, it, it was just like he was telling a story with no beat. I was like, if he would have put the something behind it, it was just like the da da da. It was just it was it was like I was in a poetry slam. I can't. Oh my god, it was. I'm sorry, no disrespect, but it was. A lot of people say it's his best album, but I've never heard anything better than Good Kid Mad City. That's all I'm gonna say. He that that he went crazy there. And then, you know, Fear, Fear has quickly risen to one of my favorite tracks on that album because like he literally told he literally talked about fear in three stages of his life from seven from from seven to what was it, four? I think it was four. 7, 18, and 24, or something like that, or was it 4, 14, and 24, or anything like that, because, like, at age 4, he was talking about being scared of his parents and stuff, you know, every kid's scared of their parents at that age, and 14, he was talking about being scared of being a victim of bats and blue badges, yeah, if you know police brutality, that's very, very easy, and then 20, and then and 24, he's talking about being scared of himself, and, like, like fear, fear, man, I could go on and on like that, Oof, it's some songs that you you learn to appreciate. Everybody talks about humble, but that that fear or um Duckworth, the beat switches on Duckworth, oh man, he went crazy there too. But you know, nonetheless. Um so well, what's next for Jay Turner? When are we getting the album? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not sure yet. I'm working on it for sure, but um 
I guess I came out with a new song last uh, last month. So I was really proud of that. I'm just, you know, just enjoying that, um, enjoying the rollout for that. I work with like a couple producers. I feel like that's my most well-produced song. Um, but I am working on the full album right now. Um, I came out with a few mixtapes, but I don't feel like they quite like tell a story. Um, I want to create like an album that kind of tells a story. Um, I want to create like a rollout that's going to be I guess, like, match the theme of it. Um, so I'm working on, like, all of that, like, the creative aspect of it. But I just don't really, I don't want to rush it. Um, I feel like when when it's rushed, it's not going to be, like, quality. It's not going to be something that I, like, look back at and I'm going to appreciate. So, um, and plus, I just don't want to, like, stress about it too much. But I, I am working on the album. It's coming soon. We look forward to it. I'm ready to listen to some new, new music, you know? The last couple guys, I kind of took a break for a while, but, you know, we got more coming, so um, I look forward to it. I'll definitely give it, I'll definitely give it a listen and shout you out, you know? You know, so I'm always thankful for letting you use your craft on our show, and uh, we're paying it back to you for letting you endorse the brand as well, so, you know, so win-win for everybody. And that's the type of things I try to promote here. But that is all the questions I got. PJ, you got anything else you would like to ask? I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay. All right. So just graduated. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, you know, you wrapped up your track season. Um, but I also know, like, being a student, being an athlete, kid's stressful. Do you use, you know, writing music or listening to your music? Is that, like, a stress reliever for you? Uh. Writing is definitely like a stress reliever. Sometimes I uh, like it's hard to like think about stuff in the moment, uh, like like how I'm feeling. So I feel like writing is definitely a way that I like relieve my stress and just kind of think about like what I'm going through, like in the moment. And then also like releasing it, I can look back at it and say like, oh, this is a time where I was feeling this. Um, it's kind of like a like a time capsule in a way. But it is like a way of relieving stress, especially when I had to, I guess, like dealing with like running and like athletics and academics. But it definitely is a way of relieving stress for sure. Well, that's all I got. So appreciate you for coming on, answering our questions. Your music's fire. You know, hopefully everybody goes and uh, checks it out after this episode drops. Um, you know, they've already heard you know, you're part of your song on our intro. But uh, yeah, bro, appreciate you for coming through. And uh, are you going to continue running? Like running as in like competitively or no, nah, that's that's dead. Uh, I actually, I actually want to try something different. I uh, I guess like I, I've been sprinting um, that's most of my life and I want to start getting into some like more long distance running. So um, I'm actually training to run like a half marathon in the next Ooh. few years. Uh, I just want to try something different, you know. But like I said, that'll be competitive. Something that I'm working towards. All right, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. Hey, you better than me, cause I. Yeah, nah, I, yeah, I yeah, what do you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm cool off that, but yeah, appreciate you, bro. Keep up the good work. Keep doing what you do. You know, so uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all having me. Um, appreciate y'all giving me this platform. Um. I guess like promoting my music as well. Um, just talks about like a lot about we talked to 
we talked a lot about um like collaborating and um putting yourself out there so i feel like this is a really good platform for us to like exchange fans and, and yeah appreciate it of course of course of course anytime that goes for anybody else out there as well that has that wants to get on you know i'm always open to it man because you can't do anything by yourself you have to have people along the way in some form or fashion maybe not directly but indirectly something that will help you get out there because you want to keep you want to keep pushing for yourself you, you don't want to feel like you get complacent in times like that, I'm always looking for a new topic. I'm always looking for somebody else to bring on. I'm, I'm just, you got to experiment, man. You like, in order for your craft to grow, in order for yourself to get exposure, you must be willing to experiment. Now, in Jordan's case, that doesn't mean like that Jordan case, and then other artists, case, that doesn't mean go put out a bad track and you just want to see something. No, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. But, um, you know, if you want to expand what you know, new sound or something like that, go knock yourself out. It's not like the worst people say is say they don't like the song, but at the end of the day, they still listen to it. And guess what? The way streams work now, you still get paid regardless. So it's a win-win. So you can look at it like that. You still get the pay even if the track's bad because they're going to spend time talking about how bad the track is and still putting money in your pocket. People don't think about that, though. But, hey, you know, but... When we were talking about, um, you know, uh, what was it? Think, think, think. Oh, stand, stick to yourself. I found that lyric, and J. Cole said this himself right here. Let's see where I can find it. All right. A bunch of folks say that that's a bad thing because everything's commercial and it's pop now. Trap Jones is the shit that's hot now. See, I've been on the quest for the next wave, but never mind. That was just a segue. I must say by your song, man, press day. But he said about the black man getting paid. And then it was like, you having fun and I respect that. But have you ever thought about your impact? That that right there, that little, that, that seven to eight bars right there, that sums up what everybody should think about. All new artists coming up, think about that right there. Everything is commercial, it's pop. Always look for the next wave. But don't let people say they're unimpressed by your songs and always think about the impact you have with your music because, you, as we all know, music can be very, very impactful. But, um, hold up. Oh, let me see. Let me got think, think real quick. I think about our next episode. But um, other things, you know, we got in store. For the pod. Like I said earlier, we have about three episodes left. So, you know, um. We've been, I've been, we've been working hard. I've been trying to think of new stuff, trying to think of new episodes, anything and everything to reach the masses and try to figure out anything and everything that will be good to talk about. Let me, one second, let me figure out our next episode very briefly. I did not memorize it. Um, you know, it is always bound to change, of course, but it is not going to change because it's already recorded. How about that? So, um, Next, we got the Artistic Creations Part 4. Yes, we're continuing that series, bringing it back. You know we had Jay Barnes on, Justin Barnes, Prince Cuts on episode 21. Now we're going to fast forward to 29 for Artistic Creations Part 4. Everybody, uh, I believe everybody in here knows Greg Jouette. Everybody knows Greg. Greg, ring a bell. All right, yep, we got Greg, a peace of mind, an acquired taste, if you will. All right, got him, got some catering, talking about his chef, him being a chef, and more. So 
definitely stay tuned for that episode. And otherwise, the other two are not confirmed yet, but we will finish at 31 episodes. I'm still trying to put those two together at this moment. So y'all know, bear with me. I'm I'm trying my best to, you know, do what I can for my podcast and everything else to make something a little more interesting. So if you keep supporting us and keep working with us, keep helping us find new things, you know, I'll keep looking for new things to talk about. But anyways, um, Jordan, is there anything you want to tell the people before we leave? Uh, nah, um, once again, I'd like to uh, just thank you all again. It's a really nice uh, really nice interview. It's actually my first interview, so it was a pretty good experience. Yeah. <laughs> we hope this is the first and many more to come, man. PJ, any closing remarks? No, nah, man, um, just keep supporting. Um, once again, thank you, Jordan, for coming on. Um, yeah, playoffs happening, so uh, I might have a little something coming up for that. After the first round, just give me give a little breakdown of everything I saw, what I like, what I didn't like, you know, thinking about doing something like that. But other than that, man, everybody just keep showing love, you know. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, well, then, hey, hopefully the age wills. Mavs and six, hopefully the age will. Uh-huh. <laughs> hopefully the age will. Hopefully when they look at this, I'll call it because I called it. Once, twice, three. I said it three times on three different shows. The Mavs go away. So hopefully when people see this episode, they like, I was thinking about this months in advance. You already knew. But, you know, it's whatever, though. But like I said, thank you, Jordan, for joining us and coming on our show. And we wish you the best in your future endeavors, you know. I can tr- I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Spotify code to your page. It's gonna come across the screen, something like that. Which I'm gonna have to edit. You might have to see how it goes, because I don't know how Spotify does it. Because they don't do QR readings. They actually have their own code thing. So hopefully, I can figure how that works out and how we can get you to go. So people have direct access to the page. Or as always, guys, the link is gonna be in the bio description. So you can go find it right there. Go click on it. Go view his music. Um. But that's really all I got for you all. I appreciate y'all for joining us. Keep tuning out because we got a few months to the wrap up season two. And then it's the off season. You know, I've already did my work. Got on a couple of pods. So hopefully I can bring a couple more appearances, guest appearances, something for y'all to change the game. But as always, this is your host, Irish signing off. PJ as always. And see y'all soon. What's up, everybody? That concludes today's episode. Join us next time as we, when we release another one. As always, we continue releasing our episodes Friday at 12 on a bi-weekly basis. Give us a follow on our pages, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All the ad names are right there on the screen. As always, this is your host, Ira, signing off. And see y'all soon.